I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Welcome to episode seven of Talking with Giants, the Huddersfield Giants fan podcast. In a period which has seen the Giants decimated by COVID-19 and subsequent track and trace protocols, we too have faced a non-COVID related selection crisis on the panel. We're without regular host Matthew Shaw and panellist Nathaniel Wood, so aiming to steer the ship in the right direction is myself, Josh Phillips, and the ever-present Jake Rowlands. How are you, Jake? I'm good, Josh. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, mate. So this week's episode is going to be a little bit different to usual. It's going to be more of a preview show as we look ahead to the Salford game and try and figure out who will take to the field for us on Friday night. We'll also discuss the Wigan postponement and the cover of, uh, we'll cover the abundance of uh, transfer rumours both in and out of the club. But first of all, uh, we'll start with the disappointment uh, of last week's game, the news that the Wigan game would be postponed due to a COVID outbreak within the squad. And you have to feel for everyone concerned with the club, really, from, from the fans who were so looking forward to the game and the staff who worked hard to get the game uh, in a position where the stadium was ready to welcome us back. Uh, Jake, how gutted were you when you found out that the game was off? Yeah, it was really gutted, to be fair, because it was you know first home game. We'd arranged a bit of a beer beforehand. Um, you know, some fellow fans, yourself, uh, really looking forward to it. And then, you know, you get later on in your week, it sort of ruins your plans for the weekend, really. Um, you know, I think Wigan were there for the taking as well. You know, Hardacre were out, suspended, which we're not going to benefit from that now. Um, Bevan French was out, you know, and I just I got the feeling Wigan were there for the taking in that game. Um, and, you know, so I was a bit really disappointed, to be fair. And then it, you know, it puts us straight back into a, a bit of a, a rubber match with Salford, really, you know, a bit of animosity, um, you know, and it could be a bit of, again, a bit like that Wakefield game, it could be a bit of a banana skin, you know, they'll be really up for it. The fact that Seb and Ollie Roberts are both in their squad, which I didn't think they would be, um, given they're both on loan, I, I presumed that they both wouldn't be able to play, but I'm quite shocked to see their names in the lineup. Um, I just got a feeling, you know, Marshall will have them, they've been in a poor run of form, and, you know, they still be looking at this game to sort of kickstart their season again. Um, so yeah, we need we need to be playing well and not turning up like we did against Wakefield. Yeah, just going back to to the Wigan uh, from a purely selfish point of view, I was gutted because, like you said, uh, we'd arranged a little meet up and because uh, I live away, I can't get to the Salford game next week, so it's going to be an even longer wait, um, probably till July sometime until I can get back in the ground. But I'm sure it'll be worth it in the end. And mm. worse things happen, but it's just one of those things. Suppose we're used to used to things being called off nowadays, aren't we? So Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean good good news is they've all you know, tests have come back this morning, um, clear. So, you know, tomorrow's game does go ahead and uh, there's no way it won't now, I believe. So um yeah, looking forward to it. 
Yeah, and it's good that the majority of fans will be able to to get to that game on yeah. Friday night. So not too long if, to wait for them. If they are and they're not boycotting to watch the football, um, I'm expecting quite a low crowd tomorrow, to be fair. Yeah, that, that's a strange one, schedule-wise. Um, I suppose, obviously, an <laughs> unrelated sport. But like you said, I think a lot of people will be watching the England-Scotland, perhaps. Um, so we'll take a look now. Uh, we'll go to some of the rumours. The rumour mill's been in full uh, full circulation last couple of weeks, uh, linking players both in and out of the club. We'll start with the players linked with the move in. Uh, Teo Farge and Tui Lula here we've discussed on previous podcasts, but it's looking ever increasingly likely that those two will be our starting halves next season. Yep. But a new one, a new one is Sebastian Ikahifo. Uh, making his return, or rather really extending his contract, despite being out on loan for the last two years. Um, what do you make of that one, Jake? Um, to be honest with you, if it's a like-for-like swap with Gavi, you know, I'd take it because, you know, we've seen what Seb can do when he's on form and when he's fit. You know, he was quite destructive in that first season with us. Um, Gavi, I think, has been absolutely poor, really poor. You know, he has odd flashes of, like, five minutes where he looks okay and the rest of the time he just looks unfit uninterested um so if it's like for like you know i think it's fair enough it, that will only improve us um i had a look at the salford board to see what they thought about that you know they were quite upset some of the fans because um you know a lot of them like him they rate him so he must have been playing quite well for salford i've got told my hands up to say i've not seen a lot of him in a salford shirt i don't really watch many of their games um but i did watch the last game against oh, i can't remember who they played now last week um, can't remember, but anyway, um, might have been Hulk KR. Um, yeah, and I saw, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I was sort of watching him, and he was quite poor in that game. Made quite a lot of errors. Um, so you know, if if that's the Seb we're going to be getting, then you know, would we have been better having a look in the market and not bringing him back? I don't know, but if it's a you know, if it's a Seb that you know, Salford fans seem a bit. You know, disgruntled for leaving. Mm. You know, I'd I'd say yeah, we've made some good business there. It'll only add a bit of fire to the uh, to the Salford game again next year because uh, no, some of the fans are up in arms saying, you know, call them what's in every name under the sun. <laughs> but end of days, uh, Seb is actually still a Huddersfield Giants player at the moment. You know, he's only on loan at Salford. His contract does expire this year, so he'll be starting a new contract with us. It's mm. quite interesting, interesting though. Yeah, to mention the contract because. Not, we're not going into uh, numbers or anything, but I believe he was on uh, a pretty good deal with us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to wonder, do you reckon he's... Oh, he can't be on the same deal. No. no. I mean, when he signed that deal before, he was in Super League Dream Team, wasn't he? He got in that, mm. that year. It's, you can't see him being on the same wage, you know, contract length. Um, mm. What he got then, because he's not, you know, he's not been... I've not... I don't identify him now as a standout prop forward in, in league, you know. He's a probably average Super League prop, so... You know, I'd say he'd be taking a big pay cut coming down. Mm. I mean, as far as I'm aware, we've still been paying quite a chunk of his wage anyway. So, mm. yeah, when when I first uh, saw the news, I was initially a bit surprised, to be honest. But then uh, the more I thought about it, it's, it's a signing I'm quite open to, to be honest. Uh, we've seen the best of him, as you say. He got in the Super League Dream Team. Um, I can't remember if that's was it 2017 or 2018. One 2017, of yeah. 17, yeah, that's right. Um, and obviously did well uh, for Ian Watson. And uh, it's clear that Watson knows which players he wants. He wants 
the players that he trusts and he's worked well yeah. with before. And he certainly fits into that category. So I'm, uh, I'll give him every chance uh, yeah. on his return. I think it could be a good move. Um, time will tell. But yeah, um, yeah. But as you say, that he can have uh, bad spells, but it, I think he does need a coach. He relies on uh, a coach to get the best out of him. And I think let's hope that Watson can be that man again. I mean, he does look fitter than when he left us. Um, I'm saying when, when he left us to go to Salford at that point, he, look, he looks you know, in better condition. So he seems to have changed his game slightly. You know, mm. before he used to make a lot of, you know, Tackle busts, you know, if he used to, but at that point, we never used to have anyone supporting him, did we? Yeah, I remember him running no. downfield uh, 50 yards and just look, waiting for a fullback or a winger to get on his shoulder to, to go in under post. And we always used to fall short. Um, yeah. Seems to be a bit, bit more fitter, seems to have lost a bit of weight at Salford. Um, so, you know, with, with new rules, it can only benefit him, I suppose. So, yeah, I'll give him a chance, but I do still feel like we need to get another big prop in alongside him. Um, because it's pretty certain nailed on that we'll be losing James Gavitt at the end of the year. Yeah, as you say, he can be a really destructive runner with the ball on his day. So certainly he adds a different dimension to us if, if uh, the rumours are true, which they seem like they are. So interesting times in the prop department. As you say, yeah. I think we do need another one. But uh, we'll move on now to uh, players who have been linked with moves away. So we've had Donald McIntosh, um, he looks set to join Hull FC next season. Yep. Uh, Lee Gaskell also uh, apparently agreed a deal elsewhere with an unnamed club. But I believe, uh, well, <laughs> rumours are it's Salford, but I'm I'm not going going to. Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've heard this. it was um, you know Salford, Castleford, or Wakefield were the three teams in yeah. the running that had offered him quite a, a good deal. Sorry, also, sorry, go on, Matt, go on, Jake. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, you can see him going to Castleford because I know they want. Danny Richardson out, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, there's rumours that they might be losing Jake Truman, so it leaves them, you know, two halfbacks. So that seems the obvious fit to me going to Castleford, but you know, Salford again, uh, Waller Hayes on his way out, Brown's retiring there after a couple of halfbacks. Wakefield, yeah, I can't see him at Wakefield to be honest. I think it'll, it'll be yeah. Castleford or Salford. Yeah, I could see him going well at Castleford. He's a very good player. Yeah. Apparently, the, the club wanted to keep him, but maybe was was that as he got more money elsewhere? I guess um, that must that must be the case. Because if if the rumours of uh, Farge and Lola here coming next season are true, he's not got a guaranteed spot in that uh, starting seventeen, has he? So it's probably a wise decision for him to move elsewhere for a, a better deal. Yeah, I mean, for me, if you get in the Lola here from this year at Salford, I'd prefer to keep Gaskell. Um, if you get in the ball here from last year or the uh, the previous year, you know he would have played very well under Watson. But then you've got to look at look at it as well. He played alongside Jackson Hastings, didn't he? Before, um, mm-hmm. will he play well at the side of Fiofage? I don't know. You like to think so. Um, we obviously want to keep Gaskell as a bit of a backup, or you know, for full back and the halves. But then where does that leave Jack Cogger? You know, if we were looking mm-hmm. at keeping Gaskell. That suggests to me that Cogger could be on his way out as well. Um, yeah. I can't see his, I can't see Cogger wanting to stay to be a fourth choice half back. Um, can you? Not really, no. And yeah. he, he's not, he can't cover fullback either. Uh, whereas I know Lola here can play fullback, can't he? So yeah, you'd expect yeah, Farge and uh, Lola here will be the starting six and seven. But then, I suppose with Gaskell leaving, maybe 
that changes things for Koga because he'll be he'll be the first one to deputise if either of those two are out yeah, or if, yeah. or if the fullback's out and all the here goes to fullback then Koga slips into the halves. Um, but it just depends if he would be up for doing that. I suppose really doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, what what was interesting if you if you read the list by Matt Shaw and Aaron Bauer on out of contract players, um, Josh Jones was off there. Uh, you know, he's out of contract this year. Luke Telly's out of contract. He wasn't on there, and neither of the senior twins were on there. So that suggests mm. to me that they've all signed new contracts with the yeah. club. Because if they haven't, you would have heard some rumours of them going elsewhere by now. Um, especially like Josh Jones would be a big signing for somebody. So I don't think feel like we've um, retained thus far. The rest on the the out of contract list could you? I saw somebody post on the Giants Facebook fan page. Um, you know how they felt about each one. Um, I think they described could you? You know, it makes sense to let him go, but your heart says keep him because he's a Huddersfield lad. Um, for me, you know, if we want to free up cap space to improve the squad, I think we, it's the right time to to let him go, maybe put him into a coaching role or in, in the backroom staff somewhere. Because, um, you know, you've got Sam Wood, who, who needs to be playing more often now, you know, rather than being fourth-choice centre. You know, he's at that age now where he's going to have to be third-choice centre if he wants to improve and make a career as a Super League player. Yeah, well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Sam Wood is also on that uh, out-of-contract list for he us. Is, so he is. His future's not, he's not definitely going to be here next year either. I have heard that Sam Wood will be signing a new contract. I don't know how true that is, but um, right. so I do expect him yeah. to be here next year, to be honest. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been here a long time now, hasn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't be against that. I'd be, I think he's always done well when he comes in. But as you say, he's getting to the age now. He's not a kid anymore. He, he himself will want to be playing uh, fairly regularly. Yeah. But if he is third choice centre, you know, chances are he's going to play a decent amount of games. And I think he, he, he maybe already is third choice centre for us. I don't know what you think about that. I think. Yeah, I mean, we, we seem to put him in his first choice backup winger, don't we? Which I don't, I don't particularly agree with that. Um, you know, I, I think he's a. He looks good when he's been at centre. He's done quite well in second row as well before. So, you know, I'd, I'd stick to. You know, for, for Sam, I think he needs to stick to one position. Um, you know, and see if he can develop in that position rather than being sort of a utility player. But at the same time, we have found, you know, with the amount of injuries we've had in recent years, a utility player can be playing every week, can't they, in various positions. So, exactly, sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah it, so it depends what he wants to do, really, going yeah. forward, I suppose. And although I agree with you that he's, he's not a winger and I don't, I don't like seeing him there, the fact that Watson wants to get him in the side uh, somewhere ahead of you know, recognised wingers, that suggests to me that he's a player that he likes and he wants yeah. to get in the team in some shape or form. Yeah, albeit, albeit out of position, but I think it bodes well for him that uh, Watson trusts him to do a solid job out there. But speaking of wingers, um, as we touched on earlier, uh, Daniel McIntosh, Tull FC, uh, what do you make of that? Um, and also combined with, as you say, it looks like the seniors will be staying. What do you think to our uh, wing options for next season? And what do you think of McIntosh a, leaving? Um, yeah, a bit disappointing. Pointing, you know, he's a Huddersfield lad, but he did want to leave a couple of years ago. You know, it took a lot for the club to persuade him to sign a new contract. So I think, you know, a lot of fans, I think, did expect him to leave this time. You know, that, that's the census I got from speaking to people. Um, still disappointing, nonetheless. You know, he's a very good winger, not so great at fullback. Um, I think he'll fit into Hull's team quite well, to be fair. But at the same time, you know, he'll still be competing with Adam Swift. And I don't know who they have on the other side now, is it? Um, uh, for now, isn't it? Yeah, Fenua and 
Yeah, so I mean, yes, yeah, it's still prime has gone to cast, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yes. So he's still got a bit of competition there. Um, but I think he'll do really well. It does open the door up to, you know, Lewis and Innes. Um, do you expect Lewis to come straight in on the left unless we're recruiting that position, which I can't see us doing that because, you know, when you've got a centre like Lou Telly inside here, you know, Lewis Senior should be ready to go now. We'll be, we'll be, what, 21 for next by next season? You know, I think he should be ready to go and make that left wing spot his own. Innes will be looking at it, you know, he'll move up the, the, the pecking order as well, though. So he'll be like, he'll become first choice winger. Uh, you know, sorry, first choice reserve next year for the wing spots. You know, he's got to be looking at it, thinking how many years has Jerry got left, and then I could make that right wing spot my own. Mm. Um, both can cover positions like centre and fullback. You know, so uh, yeah, I think it's a good move for me, and I, I won't replace Macintosh. I'd you know, I'd just put in his, uh, Lewis straight in there to be honest, rather than recruiting. Yeah, it will. I think it'd be interesting to see uh, the length of contracts given to the seniors. Yeah. That will tell. I think that'll tell us a lot about uh, you know what's been said in the negotiations because Innes is, is playing until he got injured. He was playing regularly uh, in Super League for Wakefield. Yeah. So he's he's at the stage. Well, they're both at obviously same age, both at the stage of the careers where you know they need to be playing uh, more regularly. And I don't think they'd be happy um, just sat on the sidelines for the foreseeable. You know, if we were to recruit yeah. another winger. So I think the chances are one of them. Uh, we'll take that number five spot next season, uh, vacated by Macintosh, and the other one will be uh, backup. Uh, yeah, first choice the, backup on the wing. I think the frustrating thing for the seniors was they came into the first team squad at a time when they were seventeen, when they wouldn't necessarily have played for three or four years due to masses of injuries at the squad in two thousand seventeen eighteen. They found themselves playing quite regularly. And, you know, it's got to that point now where they wouldn't even start to be introduced. You know, if we haven't have injuries, they wouldn't have been introduced to the, to the squad maybe till now, you know, the odd game and then they'd start developing. So, you know, Lewis is probably thinking, I've played so many games, I need to be playing in that first team now. When in reality, you know, they probably shouldn't have been at the age of 17, 18. You know, you'll find that with that, you know, that Gary Gary from Castleford who played last week. He was back in the squad this week, although I don't think he came on the field yesterday. He was in the 17. But, you know, if he starts getting a few games this year and then he might not get any next year, you know, because of his age, you know, and it's just about them not really getting too disheartened, but just, you know, knuckle down in training. And hopefully Lewis has a chance this week to impress Ian Watson if he does play because he's in the squad. Um, and then to, to say to Ian Watson, look, I'm good enough to stake a claim for this number five shirt for next year. Hopefully it yeah. As you say, it was a real, one of the worst injury crises we've ever had. We've had a few uh, when the seniors came into the squad for the first time. Um, but yeah, I think that makes it feel like they've been around um, forever, really. <laughs> but you've got to remember, they're still very young, young players. And uh, I definitely see a long-term future for them at the club. Uh, we'll just quickly move on to the rest of the players on that uh, out-of-contract list produced by the RFL. So Aidan Caesar, I think... We can all accept. Yeah, he's going. <laughs> he's going, yeah. Uh, Leroy, that's a debatable one we've already touched on. Uh, James Gavey, I don't think we'll be here. Sam Wood, we think will be here. Ollie Ashall, but we haven't no, seen enough. I can't, of, I can't I see Ashall, but be and, here next year. But, but the final one on that list is the interesting one for me. I personally am I'm a big fan of his, but injuries... You know, they really are decimating his career at the moment. Uh, Joe Wardle. 
what's yeah. your opinion? Um, I mean, it depends how, how he comes back from his injury. You know, he's had a few injuries this season, and one after another, uh, quite a bad hamstring injury. Um, it's like you say, he's out of contract, so you know, hopefully, get, they did say he'd be back for the Wigan game, so I'm fully expecting him to play this week. I think he's got to, you know, play really well, stake a claim for a shirt, you know, and then say to Watson, look, you've got to move me out of this out of this team from bad performances, you know, and then put the likes of like Chris McQueen under pressure. Um, you know, he's got the opportunity to do that this week. If he's, you know, if he starts playing well, I can see him getting another contract, maybe a short term contract. Can't see him getting another free, you know, four year deal. Um but yeah, but then you've got to look at the you know the, the flip side. You know, we've got likes of Sam Sam Hewitt, sorry, that's been playing extremely well for Halifax. Uh, you know, all Halifax fans have been raving about him. He's been really consi- their most consistent player. He's had some good performances. He gets a chance this week, I believe. Um, you know, judging by who we've got in the squad, it's hard to see as bringing him back from his loan spell with Halifax not to be playing him this week. So he's got a chance as well. And you know, do the likes of Sam Hewitt next year overtake the likes of Joe Wardle? In 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 where will we ever rank in the squad? Um, quite possibly. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a possibility. It's good to see Sam Hewitt doing well. Uh, he's always done well for us, and uh, yeah, he's, he's really impressed at Halifax. So he'll definitely part be part of the mix in the second row next year. On Joe Wardle, for me, as I say, I'm I'm a fan of the way he plays. I think he brings a a different dimension to our team in terms of you know he's aggressive nature, aggressive style of play, which I really like, uh, gets in the opposition's face. But I think for him to get a new contract, he's got to have a real sustained spell without injury for the rest of this season. And also obviously performing well. And if he can do that, I'd definitely give him a new contract. But you'd have to say with his injury record, it's it's questionable, isn't it? He's been unlucky yeah. this season, but he's, he's still only 29. So I think he's yeah. if he can get a good injury-free run. He's still got a good few years left. Um, so I think he's the only one of that list who's, we still don't have a clue whether he's going to be staying or going, I'd say. Um, mm. but yeah, I mean, interesting. Ashall Bot's a funny one because we signed him and it, you know, he's, he could have played a couple of times by now and haven't really played. Will he want to stay at the Giants if he's just going to be getting loaned out? Because he's, he's what, what's he, 23 now? He's going to be wanting to get, mm. you know, a contract either at, a top-end championship club where he's going to be the number one fullback, or he's going to want, you know, to be playing as a, you know, as a backup fullback in Super League. I can't see him being first-choice fullback for any Super League team at the moment. Um, no, Especially so, when you consider yeah. we've got uh, Will Price coming through the ranks. Yeah, exactly. One I'm really excited yeah. about. Yeah, so you know, next year is a year older. It's hard to see Ashall Bot being here next year. I could see him ending up, uh, you know, at Lee or somewhere like that um, when they get relegated this year. Um, yeah. in championship but it's definitely a good championship player that's for sure yeah, he's been a bit unlucky because he was brought in as uh, cover for Ashton Golden at the start of the season and then he got injured himself so he didn't get that run in the side that maybe yeah, he thought he would uh, we'll move on now and uh, take a look at the Salford game uh, so what are your expectations for this game given the turbulent build up and the lack of training um, We've got actually a decent 17 out, uh, sorry, decent 21 man squad yep. to pick from. But given that, as I said, lack of training and everything that's gone on, what are you expecting on Friday? Um, we need to win the game, simple as that, no matter how we do it. Um, that, that, that's, that's the main thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of players here that are coming into the squad that haven't played for the Giants this year. Um, 
they're going to have a point to point to prove. You know, you've got Ashton Golding. I mean, the fact that Caesar's now been added to the squad has thrown me out of what I thought the squad would be or how I'd go. If Caesar does play, I'd probably say you know Ashton Golding will line up at fullback. You'd like to think. I'd have Gaskell and Caesar in the halves, and then yeah, you'd have uh, Jack Cogger on the bench. Um, you know, um, as cover for the halves if Caesar isn't fully fit, having obviously had to self-isolate for, for 10 days. Um, and then obviously Cogger can also do a spell at, he has previously in, um, in over in Australia done a spell at Hooker as well. So that seems a more logical move to me. Um, will, again, will uh, Watson prefer Ashall Bot to Golden, uh, given fitness levels? I mean, Golden's only played the last two weeks. Um, but for me, you know, I watched him uh, against, for Bradford a couple of weeks ago, and he, he looks as fit, you know, he looks as fit as he did before, you know. So I'd put him straight back in now. He did. He's played a spell at Ucker for Bradford um, in the first game back, you know. So that's an option as well. Will Ashall Bot be on the bench and then uh, come on to cover fullback while Golding does a spell at Hooker? I don't. Uh, I don't know. But I think the rest of, rest of the team speaks for itself. Really, you got Jerry. Uh, you know, Jake Wardle, Lutelli. Then it's does Watson go with Kudjo on the wing like he did at Wakefield? For me, hopefully not. Louis Senior will come straight in there. And then obviously we've already spoke about the halves. You've got Luke Yates back, which is a big one. Adam O'Brien. Um, got Michael Lawrence, Kenny Edwards, Joe Wardle, Josh Jones, who they said would have played last week against Wigan. So fully expecting him to play tomorrow. Then we've got what, Joe Greenwood, Oliver Wilson. Owen Trout's come back in, Ronan and Michael. Um, you know, that, looking at that squad, it's more than good enough to beat Salford. Um, I'm not, not going to lie. The, the names you're reeling off there make me feel, feel, make me feel more confident about the game. <laughs> yeah. It's still, still a very good squad, is that? Yeah. You know, good enough to beat Salford. They've been really poor this season. But like I said, I think they'll be really up for this game and they'll come out firing in the first 20 minutes. So, if, you know, I think we just need to, you know, be switched on, be up for the game. Um, get stuck in there and I think you know well uh, we should outdo them in the second half really fitness mm-hmm. levels and you know that bit of extra quality like Aidan Caesar, uh, Lutelli you know looking at Salford's squad I'm looking through that now no Callum Watkins no Pauly Pauly who we usually struggle with um, they've got no Kevin Brown got no Lola Hayer he's missing I don't know whether that's a, a tactical move because he's joining us next year I don't know mm-hmm. um, you know if you go like for like one to seventeen, you know there aren't many players from Salford that I'd take to put in this giant squad even this week, to be honest. So you know we should be winning, shouldn't we? <laughs> I agree. I think the lack of training because of that, I, I, I'm not expecting flowing rugby. I think it's a game we'd have to, we'll have to win uh, through doing effort-based things. I'd say. Yeah. Um, I'm not expecting us to put you know how, how many points on them. I think it's going to be an arm wrestle sort of game. Um, but I think if, if our effort matches theirs or supersedes theirs, I, I think we win uh, by yeah. a couple of tries, hopefully. Yeah. But I think full- fullback is an interesting one because Gaskell's in the squad, isn't he? So he, he could go straight back in at fullback where he was playing well before. Yeah, yeah, could could do. Um, but again, if that were the case, I mean, I don't know why we'd... Yeah, it's a funny one because we, we've actually all bought back as well well ready to play why would we have brought Golden back from Bradford um, mm. that if he's not if he's not going to play that just seems just a bit 
yeah. an odd one to me. Or maybe um, we didn't know who was going to, I don't know, maybe they, uh, they wanted to get as many players yeah, who, were, who yeah, could I take mean, the field in as possible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, given the fact he's played two games now, I think Golden's got to, it's his time to get back in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, really interesting. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's loads of different ways we could go with that. You know, you could have Ashel Bot at the back, you could have Golden up bench to cover Hooker. Um, I don't think we'll let O'Brien do 80 minutes. I mean, we could go down that route where we know we have four forwards on the bench, but I just can't see that, to be honest. Um, mm. You know, if he takes a knock, who then plays Hooker? You know, we've got, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll take you through my uh, seventeen. So I'd have uh, Golding fullback, McGilvery right wing, Jake Wardle and the Telly in the centres, uh, Lewis Senior on the left wing. Uh, in halves, I would go with Gaskell and Caesar. Um, starting props, I would have Greenwood and Lawrence. I know Greenwood is has came to as a second row, but I prefer him as a prop. Uh, Adam O'Brien, uh, Hooker. Edwards and Josh Jones in the second row, and Luke Yates as loose forward. Um, I prefer Yates as a loose rather than prop. Then on the bench, I would have Cogger to spell in at, at hooker with O'Brien, um, Joe Wardle, uh, Owen Trout, and Oliver Wilson. So that's my 17. Yep, I mean, I'd fully agree with that, to be honest. Um... Might switch Jones and uh, Jones, Lawrence and uh, Yates around. Um, they seem to one minute they're playing at second row, next minute they're playing at loose. So I don't know how Watson will go with that, but I definitely agree with that. The 17 that you've picked, um, don't really want to see Leroy wing, you know. I just I didn't like the look of that at Wakefield, you know, didn't do anything wrong, but you know, we need a winger with a bit of pace, you know, somebody that can. Score tries on the wing. Leroy's an out-and-out centre for me. You know, he's there to cover centre. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's the time now to give Lewis Senior a chance, like we said before. I think Ashall Bot, if he doesn't get a chance this week, it's hard to see him getting a chance at the Giants uh, again this year, to be honest. Um, mm. You know, if players are coming back next week, um, so I'd be, a bit, I'd be a bit disappointed if I were him. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, yeah, really interesting. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the squad news on a Friday before kickoff. Yeah, it will be an interesting one. Um, uh, just finally, let's uh, hear our predictions. I'm sure they'll be way off, but Jake, you go first. Yeah, I think it'll be. Um, I think it'll either be a high-scoring game. Uh, you know, where both teams. I mean, Salford's defence has been pretty poor. Um, you know, we're, we're obviously we're coming off with a few players out. We haven't been able to train. Um, so I, f- I can see it being Giants twenty-eight, Salford twenty. I'll take that. Um, I have no idea what to expect from this game. I don't think we'll score that many tries. But as you say, Salford's defence isn't the best. So I'm going to go for a mid-range scoring game. I'll go Salford 14, Giants 20. 20 no, Giants 21. We'll kick a drop goal just to make sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we'd take either of those predictions, wouldn't we? But, yeah, um, I think the important thing is well to build a bit of momentum going into that whole game next week because if if we want to make the playoffs, we've got some tough games coming up in the in the next few weeks. We're going to have to look to win a couple of those games as well. Hull have just picked up a couple of injuries, a couple of suspensions. You know, um, so we need to be going into that game next week with a little bit of momentum rather than coming off the back of a defeat. Really, so 
you know, it's a, it's a big game for our season this, you know, for me. It's, um, you know, if we win, it keeps us ticking over just behind the top six. If we lose, it's really hard to see us fighting our way back, you know, back up there. Yeah. Especially the likes of Castleford or KR, they'll keep picking up the odd points here and there. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it and uh, hopefully we get the, t- get the two points. Yeah, it may be harsh to say it in the circumstances, but I think it is a must-win game. Uh, despite what's going on uh, with the, the COVID and, not, and all that. I think it, you're right. If we are to have a chance of the playoffs this season, we've got to win this game. But it's not going to be easy. But um, we uh, are living hope. I'll be watching on Friday night. One screen on the Giants game, one screen on the England game. Um, but you're, you're going to the game, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I've decided to, uh, to yeah, pick the Giants over, over the football, yeah. to be honest with you. But um, if yeah. it were if it were a... Uh, Quarter final or a semi final might have might have fought again this week, <laughs> um, but it's one of them into um, yeah. Looking forward to it. First game back might be a bit strange, you know, with COVID rules and regulations. But yeah, it's just good to get back to the stadium and do something on a Friday night rather than sat watching it on your TV. I suppose yeah. it will be great to see uh, the Giants playing at home in front of our fans, uh, and I hope everyone that goes has enjoys it and has a great time. Uh, but that wraps up episode seven of Talking with Giants. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for listening and, and thanks as always for your kind feedback. It really is appreciated. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube or Spotify or wherever, wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow Fifi Fofum, the Giants fan page on Twitter and Facebook to make sure you never miss an episode of Talking with Giants. We'll be back next week, hopefully, to discuss a Giants win. Uh, come on the boys. Here we are, here we are, here we